if we believe, if we truly believe God is our creator, then our identity has to flow from God, our creator, or else we will never get it right. We'll always be unhappy. And mm-hmm. that's the core self. It's when our parts take over the seat of our core being, when it takes over our identity as a child of God, when it takes over our yearning and longing and eyes fixated on Christ himself, that's when our brokenness is is, is ex- exposed. And that's when we become fragmented. That's where the multiplicity becomes disorder. Welcome back to another episode of PPK. We're back at it, boys. Back at it. Our commitment to being consistent at least lasts another round. Um, We're lasting so far. (laughs) So far, so good. So far, so good. Coming to you from AZ. Keone coming all the way from Cali. What's going on, Keone? Yo, crazy Cali, man. Only one stuck out here, but it's all good. (laughs) Trying to hold it down and call me Cali. It's all good. Yeah. I'm keeping the vibes uh, pretty sane here, but, uh, you know, at least in the meantime, so we'll see. Yeah, for the time being, for the time being, right? God's will be done in all things. Um, But yeah, excited to be back and uh, for today's inspiration, we'll be kicking it over to Keone. What do we got, Keone? So um, since this is probably my third inspiration of uh, of all 44 episodes, uh, (laughs) I guess um, this idea came to me from um, a clinical psychologist. His name is Dr. Peter Malinowski. Uh, You can check him out. Maybe we can put a link to his website. He's an amazing Catholic therapist. Um, I want to say somewhere in the Midwest. I don't, I don't remember the state, but he is a internal family systems therapist. And so internal family systems therapy really, um, talks about the idea of a system and, and parts, uh, not only like in a family system. So we think of like the, the different members within the group that make the family as a whole, but, uh, IFS or internal family systems relates it to the human person and how we all have parts within us. Um, and so Dr. Peter Monoski relates that those internal family systems principles to a Catholic perspective, uh, in line, obviously with the teachings of the magisterium and, and the revealed truth that is the Catholic religion. So, um, I thought it would be really cool for us to talk about the idea of parts as it relates to ourselves and our own human formation. Cause I think oftentimes, you know, people who are at least a little bit hungry to, to work on their, their life, um, to better themselves, to get on the road to sanctity, to get to heaven. Um, there's often this uh, over-spiritualization or this, there's like this spiritual bypass where we ignore like any human information um, and we jump straight to the spiritual practices. And what Dr. Peter Wanowski talks about is a lot of um, human formation, the idea that grace builds upon nature from St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, so I, I think it's important that we um, kind of, break open this idea of what, what are parts um, and recognizing that we all have parts within us, our own, all these different beliefs, opinions, assumptions, practices, emotions, feelings, wounds that exist within us. Um, and if we don't integrate them and allow our, and we're going to break it open in a second, our core self to be at play um, rather than one of these parts dominating or blinding. Um, if we don't do that, one, we can't love ourselves. If we can't love ourselves, we can't love those around us. And more importantly, we cannot love God. And so we, it, it relates to really the two greatest commandments that, Christ, that God gave us, uh, loving God 
and then loving our neighbor as ourselves, and that implies being able to love ourselves. And so that's what I hope we can get out of it. Is is you know I see it in my own work. Um, there's this idea of self love that is that is false, very modernistic, very um, this like self care complacency slash just get into your feels or do whatever feels pleasurable type of self love self care. Um, and then there's also this. Um, I mean, every, any client, any mental health, you're coming in there because there's a part of you that's broken. Um, you know, whether it be that anxious part of me, that depressed part of me, that trauma, that that, that wound that that uh, is existing within me that's affecting my daily life. And so, what I'm hoping we can break out is like, how can we integrate? Uh, how can we integrate these parts and allow our core self, who we were designed to be, um, to be integrated, and so that we can actually love ourselves, which bleeds into lo- uh, loving our neighbor, and then ultimately uh, loving God Himself. Yeah, you bring up a good point on, um, you know, the ancient philosophers like Aristotle would say, know thyself. And, and I think what a lot of people suffer from today, especially in, in marriage and relationships in general, is the inability, it's the self-knowledge, self-awareness and having an understanding of uh, wounds. You know, you talk about family systems. I mean, Meeks and I were just at the um, Catholic men's uh, Diocese of Phoenix men's conference and even Bishop Olmsted was talking about the importance of family systems and um, the importance um, of course self-knowledge falls into that and family of origins and we can get into a whole bunch of that um, both spiritually and I think psychologically to be able to try to better understand yourself but you bring up a good point uh, Keone on that because I think a lot of people suffer from lack of understanding of oneself and then when you don't know how to deal with that um, obviously it manifests itself into uh, undesirable behavior or just be, you know creates a roadblock to uh, healthy and sustainable relationships makes you got anything to say to kick it off yeah um it, i think when i was listening to one of the uh podcasts that dr peter uh Mal- malinowski is how you say it kenny yeah yeah, I think so. yeah yeah so um when i was listening to it, it was just funny because it was kind of wrapped around this idea that i think the more you grow into your faith as Catholics, we all get is um, is, uh, is Paul in the Romans saying like, you know, why is it that I do what I don't want to do? Yeah. And, you know, Romans seven problem. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, which we all do, right. We all know, like that's, that's the first part is I think for a lot of, I think, uh, at a basic human level, a lot of it, we kind of have an understanding cause we have something called conscience, which is like our, um, you know, God's way of placing morality within us naturally. And then the way that we can kind of figure it, we need revelation and all that kind of stuff. But I think for a lot of us, it's this question, like, why do we keep doing these things? You know, especially as, as young men um that are faced with all the you know that's the thing about you know our podcast is that like we're all guys we're all just a bunch of dudes <laughs> we're just all a bunch of uh, uh dudes who are uh, literally just like everyone else and we're just trying to figure it out and we're trying to let people in in our journey of like hey guess what we still all do the same things that we don't want to do just like yeah. just like paul does who's going to be he's better than all of us combined um and so i thought that was super fascinating and really just the idea of like when you hear parts it can be like Okay, like, what are you getting at here? Or, like, maybe unity, and now we're, now we're back into, you know what I mean? We're back into those vibes. We're, the in, the, spirit we're in the energy. I'm a Gemini. Maybe that's something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> but what really is it about, it's um, a lot of the both and, right? The Catholicism is a lot of both and. And so I think it's a normal tendency to, we do these things like, okay, I'm introverted, right? My dad's extroverted. Keone's more introverted. Okay, well, what's your this, that, uh, I don't know, uh, sanguine versus all these other stuff. And I think it's a tendency to box us into this idea that we're all homogenous personalities. And what Dr. Peter was saying is that that's not really the case ever. 
it's really never the case in anything, right? I think you look at politics. There's no, it's not just red and blue. There's a whole gray area. Mm-hmm. Always, nothing's black and white. I, mm-hmm. I don't think so. That's a good way to approach our our own personalities and the way we see people, right? So I think the idea of the parts is to better understand how we approach ourselves, as Kenny said, so that we're better able to relate to others and love others ultimately. Um, and so, yeah, I thought it was interesting because we're both a unity and a multiplicity. And then one of the examples that Dr. Peter brought up was this idea that, you know, when a man comes home from work and, you know, it's six o'clock, he's a little hangry, he's annoyed, he wants to get his food, there's a lot of things. That's not simply a mood of his, but that's actually a part of him. And that's a part that you need. And a lot of these parts were filled with all of them. And right. And what Keone was pointing to, we're going to dive into more, was this core self that needs to be the conductor. But a conductor can't make music without all of its parts. He can't make music by himself. This conductor is just doing this and, you know, by himself. That's called a tweaker. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what we see in San Francisco and on uh, and Santa Monica. That's what they do. They conduct and no one's there. But what he does need is the parts. So when we have the parts, you know, those aren't just moods for ourselves. It's like, just trust me. I have I have a lot of parts, okay? <laughs> you know, I have those moods. That's called uh, my life every day. That's, I'm in an eternal mood. So it's a big part of me. So I think it's just interesting to put that in perspective because you start diving deeper into it of okay if this is more than a mood what does that mean if this is an actual part of my being more than a mood more than like a, okay i need to eat it i need to eat right i need to eat dinner in order for me to fulfill this part but if there's a part to it i think it's a little bit more complex than just simply all right let me drink some water and get some advil so this like annoying headache can go away and i can stop you know screaming at everybody when i'm driving so you know, I don't really know what that means because I was a marketing major. So um, what that means is that uh, when I was in class, I was watching um, Kobe highlights and thinking about what I was going to drink that weekend. You know what I mean? So for this is a little bit more for County. I'm going to give you guys a little bit more space maybe here, but uh, let's break that up. Yeah, yeah, you know, before I turn it back over to County, I think one of the things we do want to be careful of because, and we were talking about this even um, even with moms, right, County? Just trying to be able to understand this concept of parts of the system because, um, you know, you tread a, a thin line as people, right? Everybody wants to try to figure out, like, the answer, the why to, you know, why am I angry? You know, why, am, why do I struggle with a, a certain vice, whether that's lust, whether that's impatience, whatever that may be. Um, and, and when we start to name them, it's, it's when we can start to tame them. But at the same time, when you, if it's something that's a part of me, right? I think of this in the context. I mean, you, Keone, you can probably speak to this the most, you and your your mom and your sister when it comes to family systems and, and dysfunctional families. And when it's like a kid with their two parents, right? When parents split up or when, when you try to, a parent tries to pin you against your other parent, you do realize like that kid is 50% the other person, right? And so that's a part of them. So when you say your dad is deadbeat or your dad is X or your mom is this, um, you're so much like your mom, you know, like that, that's what exactly what they think is like, man, man, that's a part of me. And you're, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted with this, uh, this, this venom that you're spewing towards that way, or is this a part of me that I can't get rid of? I mean, St. Paul, the Roman seven problem is that why do I do the things that I don't want to do, but I, 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 I don't do the things that I want to do. And, and for us as Catholics and, and, and obviously all, all Christians, when we understand the original fall and original sin, and we battle with right concupiscence and the natural inclination towards sin. So we want to be able to try to tease this out. Obviously we, we want to try to pull it down from something that may f- seem you know abstract or esoteric or you know uh, unattainable but how do we kind of go into this county be able to kind of help our our listeners on on what we're trying to achieve in this episode i I guess simply put we were we were made in the image and likeness of god 
And God himself is a multiplicity and a unity. He is one God and three divine persons, right? They're distinct, but they are one. And, and we think about how the marital union is designed, I mean, throughout scripture, the nuptial union is a, is a, a mere image of the Trinity in a way that we can grasp as human beings. And that's the two distinct individual people with their own wounds and beliefs and backgrounds seeking to become one. And what happens when a couple holds on to those parts of themselves, that belief, that cultural background, their family unit, the pride, their political ideology, their finances, whatever, when they're not willing to let go of those parts and integrate it with a unitive um, formation of the marriage, marriages uh, break they they sever and, and that's really now we look more internally not only are we relational with other people relational beings we're also relational internally and so we have to have an ordered relationship with ourselves. and it's easy to see the design of it when you see the disorder that occurs and so there's a um I don't remember the exact title there's a documentary on netflix it's like the 24 personalities of i don't remember the, the the dude's name, but it's the personality disorder, dissociative identity disorder, or multiple personality disorder, all these disorders that you see, it's so apparent when this person has, you know, at the time it was like eight and then went all the way up to 24 personalities. And there's, there's one that's a kid. There's one that is like this teenager. That's like angry. There's one that was like this mischievous. um, I don't know if it was like a girl. And then there's one that was like the, the head coach, like the one who like speaks for, the actual human, like the, the guy, he speaks for him um, when he's sleeping. And when he's sleeping is when he's triggered. And so you see like the parts within us when they become disordered, when they become what Dr. Peter and I think maybe um, Richard Swartz, who's the founder of uh, Internal Family Systems, what he might call blending is when the parts are blended. And they're, when what happens is now that the drums trying to fight for control uh, with a violin and not at the end of the day, it's we're not allowing the conductor to lead the orchestra, so it becomes chaos. Mm-hmm. And so when we when we see the lack of unity, um, now we see like you know the uh, in scripture with the Gerasene demoniac, you know, like my name is yeah. Legion because we are many. We see it in scripture and we know it. Um, you know, in James chapter four verse one, it says, "The conflicts among you, where do they come from?" not your cravings that are at war within you. And so we think of like these parts, we have parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You think of the common phrase, you know, I'm really torn on what to do. Well, why are you torn? You're one person. There should be no tearing within you, but we're fragmented human beings. We have parts of us that, you know, maybe my, my, my pride wants me to, to seek that, that money, that fame and that position. But my prudence over here is telling me, well, you have a family and it may not be the right time right now or whatever. So there's parts that exist within us. And if we're not constantly um, seeking to integrate them and unify them in line with our core self, and the core self is ultimately who God designed us to be, right? In line with his teachings, um, following our conscience as it pertains to our intellect and our will. Um, if if we allow them to get out of hand, now the angry part of us is, is taking the role of the conductor, hijacking the orchestra or the, the lustful part or the, the anxiety or depressed part or the trauma filled part. If they hijack the orchestra, the song isn't, 
isn't performed the way it was is God designed it to be performed. And so that's where we see the disorder. And that's a very natural level, right? I see people coming in to therapy and there's a part of them they want to work on. There's that part of that wound that they grew up, right? The part that, that damaged child that was abused or abandoned or didn't have a secure attachment or was, um, was humiliated, right? And that part of them is, is playing out in some way because it's blended with the core self. Mm. That core self, now it loses its identity. It's not allowed to be the conductor because that, that part is, is blending with the core self. And what we need to do is integrate all of us. We need to love all of us. Um, is that making more sense? Or maybe we can break it. Do you guys have thoughts as like non-mental health? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, I think you hit on something when you, when you said uh, being who God created you to be. And I think that's obviously when we, when we think about it from uh, what we're trying to do here at this podcast, right? You know, priest, prophet, king, for those of us who are, are seeking to do the will of God and to integrate really or align our wills with God's, God's will. And I, I think what, you, what you're talking about, Keone, and I think what we can continue to tease out during this episode is, is that conflict of being who you're created to be in the midst of all your brokenness, all your wounds, all the things that are tugging at you, distractions, um, and, and things that are happening to you that you don't even, that you're not even aware of. Right. Like, I think this is why we I think one of the, 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 the key motivating factors to us even being involved in ministry and things like Priest Prophet King is like, there's a different way, man. There's a different way than what the world tells you. This whole self-help, self-medicate, um, do you get yours? That mentality doesn't work. Um, it just leads to greater emptiness, uh, greater longings and greater hurt and destruction in your life and the life of those whom you love. So I think it's just it's just trying to help people understand because, OK, maybe we're, they're picking up what you're laying down. Right. In the sense of going on. Right, I get it. But how do I tease it out, Keone? How do I know my core self or Meeks? How do I know what those other parts are? Right. And, and how do I distinguish? And when you say integrate, what does that actually mean? Right. Because maybe there's a part of you you just really don't want. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle. So they try to suppress and um, ignore. And what we're trying to say is like there, there's parts of us. Right. You know, it's like it's like you can't you don't get to choose your parents. Right. Like so sucks for you guys that you got me as dad. Right. Am I, you know, um, but it's like one of those things where it's like, OK, but it, it, to try to suppress that. I mean, I have those wounds. Right. It's like, well, no, God allowed that to happen. But what how do I what if I want to get rid of it, Keone? Like what if I don't want that part? Those are the things I think you're trying to figure out and trying to, to help people understand. Yeah, yeah. So what Dr. Peter talked about, and I, I really like this, the way he, he conceptualized it, the idea of a no-go zone. And so there's parts of us that, in, in, I guess, um, they throw themselves into this no-go zone, and God isn't allowed there. God mm -hmm. isn't allowed to heal that anxiety part of me, that part that always wants control, the part that wants my plan to work now. Because last, when I was, you know, two years ago, you know, I, I, I tried to surrender, I tried to just let it happen and I got, you know, I, I lost my job or, you know, something, I lost a loved one, you know, something happened and I lost that control, right? Or there's that that trauma side of me, right? That my, like, pops that father wound, Right. And, and it was, it's a no go zone for a lot of people and for the, maybe for the rest of their life where God isn't allowed there in that part of me. Not that they don't go to mass, not that they don't, you know, they're not seeking to, you know, maybe try to live a decent life. But when it comes to that part of them, God isn't allowed there. 
he can go. So that person, so maybe you pops, you'll go to the chapel and you'll pray about your wife and your kids and your job. And, but you won't pray about your dad. You won't yeah. pray about your, the hurt that you have with that because yeah. that's a no go zone. And if we yeah. don't allow God to heal every part of us, well, one, now we don't love ourselves, right? We can't because we're not giving ourselves fully to God. And if I don't give myself fully to God, how can I really love all of me? And now there's a part of me that's still stuck in my original sin, my brokenness, my wound, and mm. we're not allowing the healer to come in. So now I'm just fragmented. And so that's really what it starts with is one, recognizing those parts, good and bad, that athletic part, that intellectual part, the part that learns quickly, the part that is humble, but also the part that is wounded and stuck in sin and vice. And we have to understand all of it, integrate it, understand it, become aware and allow God to embrace every aspect of it. And that takes really a lot of humility and peace and surrender. Um, and, and so I think that's really what it, what it comes down to is just recognizing every part of us. And, and we talked about, you know, I gave that talk to these confirmation students on, on the idea of false religions, right? And how we put our stock in the fitness version of me, or that we put our stock in the, the fashion we have all these influencers that have profile pages, right? Mm -hmm. But they're only put, they're putting their worth in simply a part of who they are. It's just a part of them. Your fashion, your athleticism, your, your any sort of skill or is just a, a part of you. And what happens when we put all our stock in a part? And that's the equivalent of what, what happens when we allow just a violinist or the cello player to take over the orchestra? Well, well now what happens when, the cello player messes up. What happens when the violinist doesn't show up is having a bad day. Well, the whole orchestra, the whole performance is done because now the, the conductor isn't able to maneuver and utilize the wholeness of the orchestra to pick up where um, that maybe that part of you is slacking, right? To, or, to integrate and say, okay, regardless of that wounded violinist, we're going to make the most of it and we're going to heal because we're, we're unifying together, right? We're working together as a team. Um, and so I, I think that's really what it's at. And for those who might be doubting, like, oh, is this even in the Catholic realm? Like, it seems a little uh, in the psych, new agey. I know psychology can be a little interesting, and I'm saying that from being within the field. I get it. Mm -hmm. But you, you see Jesus in, in Matthew 26. He's in the garden, and he says, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine. Like, think about that. You see the internal conflict. He was made, he was, he, he joined us in all things but sin, right? So he had these, this battle within him because why? Because he's a human being. He had a part of him that didn't want to face death and torture as a part of him, didn't want to endure that pain. But there's also the part, his core self that, right? That is completely, everything was given to God, right? I don't want this Lord, but your will. And that's where that we see the core self identify that part, that scared part within me, recognize it, acknowledge it, and say, I'm here for you, but I surrender to God. And now that part of them doesn't, doesn't um, take over, doesn't hijack the performance. God did, Jesus did what he was called to do by the Father. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact that he acknowledged that part within him that was scared, he surrendered it to God, and then he gave everything to God, knowing that his, he would be his strength. And so that's mm -hmm. we're supposed to be emulating Jesus, right? And that that's it right there. You bring a couple of things. Like when you you know talked to in, in my own journey, I, I think I, I 
and shared this with you guys. And I think we, I even shared this at the uh, confirmation retreat community that we had where I said, you know, when I was coming back from uh, Deacon Harold's mission that when he was out here in AZ, shout out to Deacon. Um, and mom and I were driving back and we were just talking about forgiveness. And, and, and mom had, had turned over to me because, do you think you forgave your family? And, and I really had to ponder it and being like, you know, that's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. I can say intellectual, I have. Intellectual, I've easily said that. But to your point, Keone, if I'm sitting there in the chapel and I pray for everybody uh, under the sun, and then I, sh- I do struggle with that aspect of me, right? And there is that conflict, right? Because that's a part of me. I mean, genetically speaking, my upbringing, my family. And, and so that is, and it's rough. But going back to even the point you just made about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, Jesus is only, he, his whole mission, his purpose in life was to die, <laughs> to die for us in order to reconcile us with the Father. And I think when we think about that, like each of us are destined for greatness, called for a purpose that only we can fulfill in our uniqueness, uh, even though created in the image and likeness of God, we were uniquely created for a specific purpose that only we can all fill um, individually. And that is what God's will is, right? To know, to love, and to serve him uh, according to those two greatest commandments, to love God and to love thy neighbor. But, then you have everything else, right? That get the, that that desire to say, I don't know if I can do that. Like, uh, that's better. That's better suited for somebody else. But man, there's a lot to that, Keone Meeks. What, what are your thoughts so far on yeah. this topic? Um, I think the question, a couple of things, but I think the question of a core self is a tough one. But I think it's meant to be contemplative for your entire life, yeah. uh, understanding what that means. And I think we understand that, um, you know, we're God's children and those things. But what the depth of that meaning um like i'm somebody who thinks things like i said before like logically and stuff like that and i kind of struggle with the the feeling the real relationship with jesus christ a personal thing as opposed to like objective based or or uh, a reading based in order to you know feel like i'm i am where i'm at so i think you know that question can only be answered through our entire lifetime of prayer and reflection uh, like what's your real core self um one of the great things we heard from bishop Olm said today uh, who made the manual for men, which a lot of people read. I know I saw that a lot of times at Franciscan and then into the breach into as the well. breach. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one of the things he says that he prays every day, um, essentially to find his identity in, in Jesus Christ. Right. That is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously that's where our core self is, but to figure out sort of the depth of that, I think is, is something, um, really to be reflected upon, um, and contemplated upon for your life and something that we're all trying to figure out ourselves. Um, and then the second thing, I think with the parts, um, something that I've like dabbled in, in my, you know, three minutes of reflection I do maybe here and there, (laughs) um, is uh, trying to figure out where some of these parts come from. I think that's a brutal thing to think about and to sit with. Like, why is it that I'm irritated in this? Like when I start asking myself with that, and it's not that a lot of times I come up with the answer and it scares me like, well, my gosh, I'm a psychopath, but it's more like, it's more like, uh, I don't know. Like, where, where is it? You know, I, I, yeah, there's a lot of times where it's like you get into these depths and you're just like, man, I don't know. But I think that's why we're called to silence. I think that's why we're called to prayer, uh, contemplative, reflective, um, because it's like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't think any of these answers can be thought of in a couple seconds or two minutes of reflection. Yeah. There's a lot of time I'm like asking, like, why is it that I get so caught up when something isn't going how I want, how I plan it to go in my head? Why is it that I get so caught up when, 
um, someone just like talking and it feels like it's just ringing in my ear. Like, I don't, why do I get that? Like, what does that come from? I don't know these, and I really don't know these answers. That's something for me to obviously continue to sit with. But um, it's it can be for sure scary. I think to to address some of those parts. And uh, for me, you know, you know, being you know completely honest, I don't feel like it had a lot of traumatic things happen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel I've been very blessed with the parents and the family that I have and the community um, at large and being able to go to Franciscan and a lot of great things happen, but, uh, still am flawed as anyone else. And it's like almost when you don't have those traumatic experiences, it's not as easy to point to, Oh, I have this. That's yeah. why I'm, I'm this way. But for me, it's like, no, I think I'm just naturally psycho for some reason. I don't, I don't like those are, those are the questions where it's kind of hard to, to figure out like, ah, man, you know, not that I, not that I wish to have those, but it's like, you really got to dive deeper almost into this. Okay. Like yeah. where, what happened? to where like what separated me at this point from my life and this point in my life so yeah i mean that's just you know but you know let's let's go that i want to throw it back to keone because i think this is the thing you probably deal with on on the mental health side of it right um yeah even though that's a great point that you call out right it's not as easy to identify like the elephant in the room right or the major trauma that you experience um I, I was just explaining to to somebody today, uh, or yeah, the director of uh, marriage and family life for the diocese, and we were talking about just marriage prep and family systems, along uh, you know, just all the things we need to do to help prepare the domestic church. And I was talking to him about adverse childhood experiences and about you know the scale of one to ten, the ten different aces of those. And we'll have to probably do one, uh, get you, mom, and and Bria talking about that on a on a you know counseling episode. But I, I said you know. It, Everybody, sixty what sixty seven percent of people have one ace. People who experience four or more are are more than likely to experience, you know, obviously health related issues. And I was telling him, I'm like, I have at least seven, if not eight, of those aces, right, on that chart. And but the problem is that that when I think about it in the context of this episode, is it's like when. We talk about those moments where you're triggered and I'm, you know, I've seen grown men cry 60, 70, 80, 90 years old, whether it be at, you know, a, a men's group or a, a conference or whatever engagement that we may be at, where they're literally crying about something that happened when they were eight years old. They immediately go back to that eight year old moment with dad or that 12 year old mm-hmm. moment with dad. And part of you objectively speaking is saying what? Hey, bro, you're not, you're not that eight year old anymore. What's going on? But immediately they're brought back to that place um, for whatever reason. And I think that's the part, Keone, I think as we kind of try to, you know, bring this back around from maybe some things that maybe feel a little bit out of touch or out of reach or like, how do we process that? As Meek said, like, what do I do with that? Now that I'm, 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 I'm buying what you're selling, bro. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? I struggle with that X, with that issue. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what to do with it, which is a scary thing. It is absolutely scary. Mm-hmm. It's easier to just say, it's not there. I'll just, I mean, it's quote unquote easier, but it manif- it's there. <laughs> it's there and it's manifesting itself in some type of behavior. And uh, yeah. uh, you hope that it's not going to be uh, detrimental to, to you and your relationships. Yeah, there's a lot to it. I want to rewind back to Miko's point yeah. on, on the core self and like kind of helping people understand what that is. And I'll give kind of two brief examples. So Pops, when you were talking to the confirmation students and you're saying, hey, what do you guys want to do when, you're, when you get older? What do you want to do for a career? Right. And they're giving their, I want to be a doctor. I want to be an engineer. I want to, whatever. Right. Then you said, what does God want you to do? I think that's the core self right there. The part that invites God in and seeks their wholeness of their identity through the eyes of God. That, I think that's the the simplest way 
Um, because remember when we talked about, if we want to rewind, for any of those who want to go back, I think it's episode two, when we talked about if we believe, if we truly believe God is our creator, then our identity has to flow from God, our creator, or else we will never get it right. We'll always be unhappy. And that's the core self. It's when our parts take over the seat of our core being, when it takes over our identity as a child of God, when it takes over our yearning and longing and eyes fixated on Christ himself, that's when our brokenness is, is, is ex- exposed. And that's when we become fragmented. That's where the multiplicity becomes disorder and chaos. Uh, and, and so that, I think that's an important point. Now, going to your, your question, and even Meeks was talking about, like, where are these parts coming from? Well, you're, you guys are asking the right question is recognizing, why am I so impatient? Like, I think it just starts there. Like, why am I impatient? Well, do you know your temperament? That's important. I know there's, a, like Meeks was saying, like, there's a box to it. Like, that's not, it's not all. It's the beauty of the Catholic Church is the both and, right? There's a lot of it that is temperamental. That is meaning, you know, you're born with these tendencies. But there's also a lot of it that are bad habits, right? Because you can have a tendency, a drawn towards impatience, but you're exercising the will in the moment. You're making a choice to be impatient. And over time, those little actions solidify the tendency to where now the tendency has a better shooting percentage of it actually (laughs) um, playing out in real life. So yes, we have tendencies. We have people who are more ten, have a higher tendency of, of anger, depression, alcoholism, whatever it might be. But that's only half the story. Right? We have actions, and that's the beauty of, of the brain, also in neuroplasticity. Like we can change these things. But the first question is back to Meek's point: Why? And that's what a lot of, at least for me, and there could be different approaches, and I think it depends on the client. When I'm working with with the with a client regardless of whether it's one huge traumatic experience or they're just coming because they're sad or there's a series of events or whatever a lot of it is just reflecting and i think that's something that's so lost and that might be one of the biggest contributors to why we've we've just gone haywire as far as mental health is because silence and reflection is not a part of our daily life like think about even in the catholic circle how many people actually do an examination of conscience Mm-hmm. Like I even think about for me, I'm like, I, it has to be like, you know, through the hollow app and I have to have some nice music and he has to kind of prompt me through it. Cause right now I, it's hard for me to just sit in complete silence, at least for the examination part and go through the course of my day. How did I see God work in my life? Where did I fall? And, and you know, all those moments uh, in, of reflection, I think that's lost. And so when I'm in a, a therapy session, okay. Why notice that? Notice that tendency towards anger and ask yourself, where is that coming from? Where like and it's like do people truly know the part of themselves, that angry part? Do they know it? Or do they shun it? Are they ashamed of it? Are they frustrated towards that part? Where what happens? It becomes a no-go zone. Just it becomes in the corner. We put it away, right? And what Uh, Richard Schwartz, again, the founder of Internal Family Systems, what he talks about is you want to get to the point where the client, so the person he's working with, is able to be curious. They say take a point, a part of curiosity towards that part that they don't like, that traumatized part, that anxiety-ridden part, that depressed part, whatever part that is sabotaging their life. It could be multiple parts, but you want to take on a state of curiosity. Not judgment, not shame, not frustration, just 
learn about it because that part has a role. Whether they're acting out their role in a way that is beneficial in your life, that is positive, that is how God designed it, it's doing what it thought it needed to do in that moment, maybe because of a series of events or traumas or wounds or whatever, it's reacting in a way that was designed to survive. So the part is, first we have to get to know that part. Well, well, why? Just become curious. Just interview that part within us. Reflect on it. And once you're able to understand that it probably did it in our broken way for our good, right? Because we, we know from St. Thomas Aquinas, we can't do evil for evil's sake. Mm-hmm. We see it, some good coming of it. If we can put our guard down, our shame, our frustration, our shunning of that part and invite it into the orchestra again and say, all right, what happened? Okay, you're safe. You're not, like you said, you're not that eight-year-old kid. But a lot of the times we don't even want to bring that eight-year-old kid back into the orchestra. He's in a filing cabinet, like three rooms down because I, God can't touch that part, mm-hmm. right? And so the, our love for God, our love for our wife, our love for ourself is fragmented because I'll give you everything except that wound, right? And then when that wound shows up in our day-to-day exchanges or worse, when our partner or a friend or whatever has a similar wound, oh, it's an explosion, because I haven't come, I haven't come to terms with it myself. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we talk about re- how do we even um, recognize the parts, and we'll start with reflection. Those parts of you, and that, I think the simplest way to think about it is is our vices and our virtue. You know, what are things you really struggle with? Mm-hmm. What are your vices? Recognizing because they come from something. Obviously, concupiscence. Obviously, you know, knowing your temperament is super helpful. But also there's so much that comes into who we are. And if we don't reflect on it, if we don't work on those things on a natural level, not just going to confession, not just going to mass, because those are important, 100%. Those are the sacraments, those are the grace, but grace builds upon nature. And if we're not working from a natural realm, oftentimes the grace is is just hitting a wall and we're not really even truly allowing God to heal that because we're giving only like, like a piece of ourselves, and God wants our whole heart. And so that's really where the grace builds upon nature is, are we actually giving everything to God or are we only giving like 50% of the orchestra? Yeah. I think, um, the, like the, one of the speakers today, when he was talking about his dad as a witness speaker and he was talking about his dad was a deacon. And yet, so you think about that, right? So as somebody who is obviously discerning diaconate, right? God willing that the, the church will come into those holy orders. It's the one you are the one you can get all seven sacraments basically right because holy orders there's so much grace upon that but the way he described it he has father wounds from his dad who was a deacon of the church um who struggled so much with anger and projected it on the 10 kids and so the kids were always happy when dad was gone right and so it was just a reminder of that but a couple of things and i'll kick it over to miko as we wrap this up but uh, when you talk about that that need to reflect in silence and i've spoken about this before in, in, in different formats and, you know, uh, JP2 talks about original nakedness and it just throws me back to the garden and that it, it was I think it was it was JP2 and may, maybe even Pope Benedict when um, it, they talk about one of the reasons why we struggle with silence. And I'm paraphrasing um, is because we see that's when we are actually see ourselves in our, our nakedness. And, you know, that being naked, right, requires vulnerability. And there's a level of intimacy. And when you struggle with that relationship with obviously God in particular, then we'll be like, 
Adam and Eve, right, in the garden. Where are you? Uh, well, we, we hid for we knew we were naked. And it's just like, huh, we're on to something here. Because a lot of what we try to do is to hide ourselves in that nakedness, which in this context, meaning the fall, and in, in these parts that are, are perhaps negative in our lives, uh, whether they be experienced, whatever, wounds, it, it's, there's a negative connotation with that. And there's a shameful aspect of it where, you know, Keone, we've probably said this before and we've heard it before, right? Between the, the difference between guilt and shame, right? Guilt is feeling bad for what you did and shame is, is feeling bad for who you are, right? And that, I've heard it said that before. So meaning that you've now, and this is the devil's ploy, right? Is he calls you by your sin where our Lord calls you by your name. And so when he calls you by your sin or that wound or that brokenness, that big Goliath in your face, that's what that's what the devil gets you in the grip. And therefore, that's where the struggle is and the conflict is, in my humble opinion, with the part. Right. Because when we're talking about this, we're not talking about the good parts. Everybody loves those. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm super calm. I'm super this. I'm super that. It's the negative parts that we don't want to deal with, that we don't want to face, that we don't want to go through healing. So, Mika, what say you as we as we wrap this up? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the points I wanted to, to bring up. Um, really was uh, a good point by Keone though was um, essentially the core self being where does God want you to be I think that's just such a good one something that I've been trying to figure out for the longest time because I went from a lot you know as you guys know I had a lot of different things on my mind of what I wanted to do you know I came into Franciscan uh, you know poli sci major maybe thinking about law school and just uh, following a lot of politics stuff and thinking that that's something I wanted to pursue and then came out of business major somehow, you know, just trying to figure out what exactly am I trying to do with my life. And I think um, one of the cool parts of the part, or one of the cool, yeah, parts, that's not a good one. <laughs> one of the cool uh, segments of the parts that we're talking about here is how we all play a part in the, uh, in the body of Christ and in, in the church. And I think we all need to figure out sort of where that core self lies within our role in the church or our role in um, evangelization or like the kingdom really um, because I, that's such a, I think without understanding that it's so hard to, you can kind of get lost, right? Like, Oh, well, you know, who, who am I? I'm just a, I'm just a, whatever it is, a carpenter. Or I'm just a sales guy here. You know, I'm not going to go do talks like John and, and Keone or all this kind of stuff when it's like, ah, maybe you're not really finding your core identity, perhaps. Like that's the way that your core self is going to sort of push you towards exactly where you need to be. I think that clarity mm -hmm. is so key, something that I'm continually trying to narrow on and reflect on of, you know, where is it that I'm called? Like me, Miko Sablon, right? That's such a hard thing to do. And a lot of times we can feel like we're supposed to be, oh, look, look, look what they're doing. Or maybe I should be, maybe I should be evangelizing and being a witness in this way. But we're all called to our very own specific ways. I think the best way is obviously, you know, being a father, I think it's more important than, you know, being a speaker or all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And, or just, you know, being what it means to like be a good friend to people. That's always a good, you know, so I think that's a key thing is understanding our core self and our identity with Christ can help us understand what our role is in the kingdom, what our role is in evangelization. And um, obviously it's called, I mean, that's kind of one of the great things about, you know, this podcast that we do that we're all in such different ways um, with County is mental health with me being the least educated one of, <laughs> of, the, of the group with my only business major, no masters, but um, me just focusing on different a, a media of creativity something that I feel like, okay, I'm really called to this aspect. 
what I struggled with for so many years. Like, where is it? Okay, I want to do this because I, I wanted to be some sort of witness so bad. I wanted to, you know what I mean? When I thought I was going to be a basketball, uh, involved with basketball, like me and Kelly did, we always wanted to bring, you know, our faith or some sort of platform to be able to witness to kids or whoever it is, anyone that we touched. I was trying to figure it out for the longest time. And, uh, and then obviously with you and being in fatherhood and, 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 and doing a lot of work with men and, and, uh, you know, a lot of things, spiritual warfare and stuff like that. There's, there's a place, but you have to put your core identity. You have to figure out that part first before mm-hmm. you can figure out, once again, how to love others, right? That's what we're trying to say, I guess, yeah. um, throughout the whole thing. And so, you know, that's something I'm really figuring out. Um, and, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Like I said, as a marketing major, you don't get a ton of options, you know? And then, you, and then you know, if you're like me and you have, like, a little inkling towards, you know, I, there's something that I really want to do, you know, this podcast, this ministry, it really make you question, you know, like, okay, well, what's your role? Because not, you know, not everyone's role is to go out and do ministry. Some people are just meant to have a good job to provide for their family and be a good father. So that's that's a tough question, but it's, uh, I think it's, yeah, definitely one worth contemplating. And not, and as, as our we've been pointing to before, not not being contemplated enough. I think there's a side that maybe people who are getting the wrong idea of maybe I should be doing this in order to make an impact. And I think we have a lot of people who maybe say like, oh, I'm not fit to make that impact. And it's like, there's just so much more room, I think, in the Catholic realm and Christianity in general for people to place their impact, to create this counterculture, to, to, to move the kingdom, to move it back to Christendom, right? There's so much there, um, but we have to find our core, our core self first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, our Lord said the harvest is plenty and the laborers are few. So we, we, we know we've got our work cut out for us. Uh, Keone, parting words. Just as a, you know, kind of a daily type of thing for our, for our listeners, you know, in every moment of every day, you'll see your parts play out. That part of you that, that wants control of time, that you needs to be early, that part of you, which is myself, by the way, I'm, just, I'm pretty much just projecting to you guys right now. Um, <laughs> the, part, the part of you that, you know, is so anxiety ridden when there's any moment of doubt. That's, that's also me, in case you're wondering. Um, and, you know, that part of you that's impatient, that part of you that's wounded from, you know, your family or that, um, that friend or whatever, start to recognize those parts. Just first get curious, get to know them. Because there's parts of us that we, we hide, that we're frustrated with, that we haven't forgiven in ourselves. And if we can't love those parts, then how can we love someone else? Because there's a, we can't give ourselves completely to those around us when we're only giving you know a piece of ourselves and how can we love god when we're not giving our all to god even those parts we hate or frustrated with that we haven't forgiven and, and so that's where it starts is just looking at those parts and getting to know them and that's really what i've been trying to do is yeah i'm impatient yeah i struggle with a lot of things notice that and just continue to work through it but don't come at it from a point of frustration like i need to drill that part of me no I, i'm just gonna accept it and continue to work through it and once it's invited in back into the orchestra and you allow the conductor which is you know who god made you to be and you you fix your eyes back on him i think he starts to heal those because your eyes aren't fixated on yourself and the frustration of that part right you're, you're now you're fixated on god and god starts to just seep through every instrument every uh player in the orchestra and that everyone's now integrated. Um, and, and that's where that unity and multiplicity, you know, meet. And, and so that's really our goal. So that's, that's my only parting words for our listeners. Makes you got anything to say? Nah, just it'd be cool if you uh, found your core self to find that self to 
you know, like and subscribe and stuff. I think that's the right, Kelly. You forgot. I think you forgot to mention yeah. that part of the, yeah. the theory. That is there. a core tenant of internal family systems. Actually, yeah. it's, uh, so many parts. Yeah, so many parts. Right, you've your liking part, your subscribing part, and the core stuff. He really brings that in to do all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wants you to do that. I think there's a following the Instagram part. There's a lot of things that you got to work out yourself. You know, I can't do it all for you. So yeah, I mean, be who God created you to be, right? A, f- a follower and subscriber and share of, of PPK. I yeah, mean, yeah. Doctor Peter said it best, actually. Yeah, he's uh, he said uh, if you really wanted to help yourself, just like and subscribe to PPK. It's weird. I didn't expect to shout out. Never talked to him myself, but. <laughs> appreciate it though yeah i mean uh, you know we always appreciate those that are joining us and and sticking with us here on pbk um we do want you to follow like subscribe share with us right we're just trying to lead others to christ lead others to people to healing and ultimately be who god created you to be and set this world ablaze and so thank you for joining us we're always humbled and honored to to, to speak to you to, to share with you on our journey and you know how we do it until next time get holy or die trying. God's peace.